What does intention mean to you in one word? Purpose. Alignment. Powerful. Intergenerativity. I mean, I guess I would say mindfulness. Like really being aware. I'm Thomas Fox from Creative Mornings Cleveland. We're thrilled to have the Front Porch Media Network on board as our official podcast partner. Front Porch is Cleveland's premier podcast and radio network, committed to producing and delivering the best original content and engaging shows. Right now, you're listening to Wake Up Call, their newest podcast, recorded and produced on location as part of Creative Mornings Cleveland's monthly lecture series. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody. I'm your host, David Allen Moss of the Front Porch Media Network and Moss Media. Thank you for joining us for Wake Up Call at Creative Mornings Cleveland. Wake Up Call is like your first cup of coffee. It's your opportunity to connect with the local creative community, talk shop, and explore themes inspired by today's breakfast lecture. It's here we invite attendees of the lecture series to join us for coffee and conversation full of out-of-the-box thinking to spark your imagination. For our seventh episode of Wake Up Call, we're exploring the theme, Intention. We'll be joined by Creative Mornings attendees, Peter Whitehouse, Michelle Romery, Olivia Hiles, and guest speaker, Megan Likens-Rich from the Cleveland Museum of Contemporary Art. Peter, welcome to Wake Up Call. We're sitting here at a pretty, a, a panacea, you could almost say, here in University Circle, Cleveland in the shadows of the Museum of Contemporary Art, University Hospitals, Uptown, Cleveland Institute of Art, a giant silver hand that's part of the front exhibit. And we're here today with Creative Mornings Cleveland and we're talking about intention. You know, what attracted you to today's lecture in terms of intention as a theme? So David, I'm attracted to the location, uh, to the people. I've been to several of these before, and they, they always have interesting creative topics. Intention is so critical. I mean, some you know philosophers even think this is kind of essential to who we are as human beings. I mean, the, the notion of purpose, the notion of having a goal in life, the notion of thinking through who you are and where you want to go, and then creating that energy, which we'll call intention, to move forward into that new space. It's all about human imagination. It's all about creating a future that's better for, for all of us. Talk about how intention drives you. How important is it to you and what you do? So I'm a geriatric neurologist, so I work with, a, I am privileged to work with a lot of older folks who are looking at that phase of their life when, generativity, when purpose, when th there's a time for reflection and, and directing things into, into things that are more uh, purposeful or, and doing it in an intentional way. I mean, I think the greatest problem that human beings have is kind of the opposite of intention, which is apathy, which is just sitting there and doing nothing. Sure. So the notion you get up the energy uh, at any stage of life and say, you know, what do I want my legacy to be? What, how, do I, how do I create the narrative of the rest of my life? Particularly important uh, when you're older, but uh, as I am getting to be, and sure. even you are a little bit, David. <laughs> Duly noted. Talk about intention in terms of maybe a time where you felt like Maybe it backfired. Maybe you were, you know, driven 110% and, and that intention maybe didn't work out. So my career was based around a model of brain health that was very medical. So I was trying to find drugs to treat older people with cognitive impairment. 
I became a drug lord, as I refer to my colleagues, meaning I worked for the pharmaceutical industry and was, you know, part of that movement to try to find, I, I don't think I ever wanted, thought we'd find a cure, but that whole direction, you know, my intention right. was to find a cure for Alzheimer's. Okay. Well, I wrote a book, The Myth of Alzheimer's, saying Alzheimer's is not one thing, and the likelihood that we need to take uh, just a purely medical basic research perspective is the wrong intention. The intention that we need to have is to change our communities so that people uh, have a healthier lifestyle throughout their entire life, keep their minds and brains active, and realize that we are mortal creatures and that uh, we, are get, we do get frail as we get older, uh, but that's okay. If we, if we do it as a community of human beings and, and put that problem into the cultural space, not just into the molecular biological space. So I shifted my intention from uh, a much more scientific medical goal uh, that I reflected on and said, no, this is not the whole answer. It's part of it, but it's a, an exaggerated part of it. Well, something tells me we could probably make an hour and a half podcast out of this conversation right here, but I'm going to just thank you for joining us this morning, this beautiful setting and wonderful thinking around today's subject, and uh, we'll see you up the road. Thanks for joining us on Wake Up Call. Michelle, welcome to Wake Up Call. We are on Toby's Plaza in a beautiful University Circle in the shadow of Mocha and this giant silver hand. It yes. looks like it fell from outer space. Urgh. And we're talking about intention. Did you get anything out of today's lecture? What did you... I did. You know, I feel like intention has been uh, brought up a lot lately because especially in this political climate right now, people are dismissing the, well, that wasn't my intention. Well, right. that's, that's not the point. Like, <laughs> right. It doesn't matter if it was your intention or not. Like it, it, it affects people regardless. That's not how I meant to say that. Yeah. So let me retract right. that statement. Yeah. Right. That wasn't my intention. Right. It's too bad. Well, talk about what you do and your creativity and how intention plays a part. So I am a singer songwriter. And I also uh, design and make clothing. So art is just everywhere in my life. And my intention is always to kind of show people how I feel about things. Um, when I write music, I don't typically write like love songs or breakup songs or anything. Right. Everything that I'm writing is very uh, relatable to what's happening and like the current climate. And I try to put it in a way that is enjoyable and still can catch someone's attention without being too preachy. Do you think being a creative, that's one of the, the more difficult things is your intention being misinterpreted exactly. on the other end and yeah. you really want people to get you, but... You know, and it's funny that you say that because you do, and at the same time, I never like to over-explain because I think that things can be interpreted so differently. Yeah. And I'm very open for hearing what someone else's inter interpretation is. And sometimes it even makes sense and makes me realize that was a little bit of what I was trying to say and I didn't realize it, you know? So it's, it's a very interesting concept. I mean, we all have different interpretations and my intentions change right. too, you know? And something that I wrote years ago takes on new meaning. Well, it's just great having you on Wake Up Call. I'm so Thank glad for having me. we got you here at our little <laughs> front porch it's stage adorable. Uh, here on the plaza and we hope you have a great day and a great weekend full of intention. Thank you, you too. Hi, Olivia. Hi. 
Hi, thanks for having me. We're glad you could be here. Uh, what attracted you to the, to the theme today? Well, I'm a graphic designer, and so throughout school, we were taught very early on that every bit and piece of something that we create should have intention, um, even if it's not super apparent to the viewer, it should all come down to some sort of intention. Everything should align with something, you know, something like that. So I just could really resonate with that topic. And I was interested in hearing other points of view on that word because it has such a specific meaning to me, you know, because of my career. So even the best intentions can go awry. So, I mean, give us an example of maybe a project you've worked on where so much thought went into it, but it, it just went off the rails. Do you have anything you oh. want to share? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure I've definitely had those, but I, uh, well, I, I'm not sure if I should really talk about Well, well I think designers, we can actually over-intent, right? Is there such a thing? Sure. I mean, actually, we can overcook. That's Okay, sure. That's a great um, prompt. So um, when I was starting off in my career, um, I was designing a brand and I was really sort of in student mode where our professors would have us explore even the most minute aspects of the brand. Early on, I was so in that mode of over exploring that I think we probably could have spent a lot less time on the color palette, for example, you know, <laughs> right. how many different variations can we do? Um, so looking back, I think that intention was a little bit too detailed. What do you say to your fellow creatives out there in the listening audience? How can they get it right with intention? Um, I think that there's a term I learned from a fellow designer recently who is, you know, has a lot more experience in the field than I do. And um, she was teaching me that uh, there's such a thing as responsible design and not all the designers out there are responsible designers. And what she means by that is, you know, not taking shortcuts, not cutting corners, not taking the easy way out just to make a quick buck. And I think that intention is very important in order to be a responsible designer. Um, so I think that... So keep it classy out there, designers. Yeah, but I think always trying your best to, you know, have intention what in whatever you're doing is going to produce the best quality work. That's good stuff. Olivia, yeah. thanks for joining us Thank on Wake you. Up Call. Hi, my name is Megan Likens-Rich. I'm Deputy Director for the Museum of Contemporary Art Cleveland. Well, I, I'd just like to say welcome to Wake Up Call. We really enjoyed your guest lecture today on intention. You talked a little bit about this, but the mission of a, of a contemporary museum of art and the community, how does intention work to connect with that community? Well, we set intentions specifically around engaging community. Right. But as I mentioned in my talk, we are an institution that is two things at once. Uh, and this binary has revealed itself over time many times, which is really interesting, this notion of being global, cosmopolitan, and also local rooted. Right. And, or an ambassador for Cleveland and also a, a conduit for contemporary art on a global scale. And so I will say that there are, they're not contradictions, but there are tensions within our intention. I, um, I'm picking up on that. It's a it's a broad mission. How do you sift through all those questions mm -hmm. to make sure that intention is on point? Um, we look a lot at the notion of balance, and that's balance within those binaries, but then there's also balance across time and across audience. 
Now, binaries, what do you mean by oh, that? Oh, those that rooted cosmopolitan or that local global, that notion. And I, I said in a different way. Like variables. Another tension you could imagine in all, all art museums is the tension between curatorial and education. Yeah. And it's. I think that it's changing as artists are changing their practice to be more community inclusive or community minded. Some, not all. And that's not an imperative for artists, but it's something that I think right now is particularly relevant. But there is a tension between the curatorial intention, which is to support artists in an experimental, innovative, unexpected work, which could ultimately mean that the education intent, which is to create accessible entry points and guided experiences for all community members to be able to draw meaning from the work. That is a a complex relationship. And so as we're planning programming, both the exhibitions and the events, We're thinking a lot about how to balance that tension so that artists receive the support that they need to be able to be experimental and take risks without us encumbering them with our needs and our intention, which is to make the community feel welcome, to include people in the conversations and the interpretation of the work, and to make the museum a place that serves all people and is of all people. So that is, uh, it's complex. The benefit of it is, we're an institution dedicated to asking questions of one another, of our artists, of our community, and asking questions is the best way to determine the path forward. So we set intention almost, you know, every five seconds. You know, you're always sort of shifting right. and clarifying and sometimes reworking. We're very nimble. It helps. What do you love about that? What do you love about your job when it comes to, I mean, job is kind of a yeah. lo-fi no, word, but, right. you know, yeah, bringing sure. it down to the ground. What do you yeah. love about all that? Um, I never stop learning in my job. Right. I mean, in the last six months, I've like had to learn about quantum physics, Peter Thiel, Glenville, 3D film, Jesse Owens. Like these are like topics that like I've had to actually like spend time researching so that I can understand what an artist is trying to do in their work just so that I can be prepared to have conversations with audiences who may not even care about that element of their work and they want to talk about something else. And that's really fun and exciting. And it allows me to feel like I'm consistently growing. And I, you know, that's my hope for our audience is that in those experiences they have, that they can find those opportunities for growth and deeper understanding of the world that we live in. And you mentioned being an ambassador and it's this evangelist. So you take all this in and you're really, there's a lot of hope I want to go to this idea that there's some fearlessness with intention. Mm -hmm. At some point, you've got to take it to that highest refined idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that, I mean, I think part of that is um, putting all the structures in place to make sure that you aren't working irrationally or, or overlooking some really critical components. But at some point, yeah, it's like a jump. Yeah. Um, Or a leap out into the void, like Eve Klein in that image where you're just like, we're just gonna have to roll the dice and see what happens. And we do that all the time with artists who we commission for new work where we have no idea what they're gonna make. And there's been several times where we start with one thing, like a conceptual photographer, and we end with sculpture. And you're like, oh, oh okay. that was not what we expected. But <laughs> you know, that's part of the fun of it. So what's the lighthearted message you might give those folks to hold on to the passion maybe that that powers intention? What, what would you say to those folks? I would say that curiosity is key. And if you're a curious person, we have things that can power your curiosity. That's great. It's super having you on the show. We really enjoyed getting to know you better and hope you have a great day. Thanks so much. It's fascinating to gather ideas from so many people. 
with different backgrounds and experiences on how intention permeates our daily lives. We like to wrap the show up with a quote for inspiration. Today's quote comes from Wayne Dyer, motivational speaker and American philosopher. He says, our intention creates our reality. Thanks for tuning in to Wake Up Call. We hope you find that thing that truly inspires you. Join us next month here at Creative Mornings Cleveland, where we'll be exploring the theme, community. Wake Up Call is a production of the Front Porch People, Cleveland's premier podcast and radio network, where great conversations happen. A special thanks to executive producers Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya, producers Julie Fink and Bridget Coyne, audio engineers Eric Coltnow and Dave Douglas, and business development manager Connor Standish. We'd also like to thank 2Bob Crew for the use of their song Rooster, available on iTunes. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. It really helps. You can learn more about this and other podcasts from the Front Porch People at thefrontporchpeople.com. I'm your host, David Allen Moss. Thank you for listening to Wake Up Call, ideas that crow. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business, when you need it, from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.